Welcome to the LifeGate Podcast. Our vision is changing lives in a changing culture with the unchanging truth. Our prayer is that these weekly messages will inspire you to life change through the principles found in God's Word. Let's join in for this week's message. tell you what, I'm excited about this series that we started last week. It's called Pack Your Bags. So everybody look at your neighbors, tell them, pack your bags, pack your bags. Look at your neighbor on the other side, pack your bags, y'all, we're moving. We are moving. Come on, isn't that exciting? We are moving, and man, we told you last week we were able to announce that if everything goes according to plan, and we're believing and praying that it will, that sometime in March, y'all, we will be moving into our new worship facility. Come on. Isn't that exciting? And you can look around today and say, guys, we need it. Come on, right? And it's so cool, like every week to come and see the progress that is happening in the new building and just to see what's going on over there. Just this last week, I'm so excited because the AVL guys were there to work on the audio, video, lighting, and start uh, installing all of that kind of stuff to get ready. I'm just telling you, y'all aren't ready, y'all. I mean, I'm telling you. It is awesome, and I can't wait to share it all with you as we're going to move in just a couple of months into a brand new worship facility, and that is so exciting. In fact, that is our word for the year this year. Every year we have a word. We ask God to just give us a word for the year. I do it personally in my life. I ask you and challenge you to do it personally in your life, but we also do it for a congregation as a church to say, God, what's one word that just is going to come? to give us guidance and just give us vision for this year. And it's always so cool every year at the end of the year to be able to look back and to see how all that kind of fit together. And this year, our word for the year is move. So everybody say it, move, move. We are moving, y'all. And it's not just into a new building, although that is cool. And that is a part of the vision for this year. But I think there's so much more to it, that it's not just about moving from place to place, but actually, even if you look up the definition of the word move, one of the definitions is to advance forward. And I just believe with all of my heart that this year God is advancing us forward in Him, that He is advancing you forward in your relationship with Him, that He is advancing our church forward into new things, into new seasons, into the new, into the new direction that God has for us as a church that he wants to move us, to advance us forward. In fact, when you really get down to it, that's what God's all about. God is God of movement. You see it all throughout the scripture. In fact, in fact, the Bible says it like this, that the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing, that my kingdom doesn't stay the same, that God says, I don't want my people to stay the same, that no matter how much you have moved forward with God, there's still another level that he wants to lead you to. Paul said like this, that from glory to glory to glory, that we are being changed and transformed into the image of God, that God wants you to move forward. So just look at your neighbor tell them God wants you to move forward. God's moving us forward, guys. And that's what this year is really, really all about, that we are moving into the call that God has for every one of our lives. Now, here's one thing that I know about moving forward. In fact, this is kind of our key thought for today. If you're taking notes, you can kind of write this down. And that is simply this. It's difficult to move forward if you're always looking backwards. (laughs) 
It's difficult to move forward if you always have things in the past that are holding you back. And the truth is, last week I challenged you and said, hey, God is moving us forward. But the problem for many of you is you got some baggage, you got some stuff, you got some, you got some hurts and some pains and some struggles and some things that are dragging you down. You're carrying around a weight that is keeping you from being able to move forward in the direction that God wants you to move. In fact, it kind of, I think about moving. How, how many have ever moved before to a new house or different location or something like that? And you know, you know what that's like. Like when you, when you move to a new house, there's, first of all, it's exciting because it's like, I got a new house and I want to, you know, I can just imagine what it's going to look like and this is where I'm going to put that furniture and this is how we're going to paint this wall and all that kind of stuff. And that part of it's cool until you come to the actual moving part. You know what I'm saying? And that is like, I mean, it is just a drag, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to, then you got to pack stuff up and you got to sort it all out and you got to decide what we're taking and what we're not taking. And you got to, you know, you got to load it up on the U-Haul and you got to bribe your friend who has a truck to come and help you move. Come on. All the guys in the house that have the truck, you know exactly what I'm talking about. In fact, I saw one time a bumper sticker that said, yes, this is my truck and no, I will not help you move. Come on. How many guys... You can relate to that, right? And so you got to like find somebody with a truck to help you and bribe your friends and I'll take you out to eat if you'll help me and all that. And then if your house is anything like my house, there's this whole conflict between like what are we taking with us and what are we not taking with us? Because like for me, like any of the guys in the house relate to this. Like, if I hadn't used it in a while, like, and I didn't even know we still had it, like, if I hadn't seen it in seven years, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, throw it away. Come on, any guys in the house, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need it. I don't want to pack it up. I don't want to take it with me. Just, like, just get rid of it. Take it to the dumpster, right? And my wife, come on, any ladies in the house like this, my wife is kind of like, and I, I got to be careful. She was in the first service, so I don't have to be quite as careful in this service as I was in the first, but she's kind of like, no, like, I may want that someday. Come on, any ladies in the house on I'm talking We may want to use that. Like, I might want to repurpose that. And, you know, and I'm like, babe, we hadn't seen it in 14 years. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I didn't even know we still had it. Like, like, how are we going to repurpose a VHS tape from 1994? I mean, I don't throw it away. Come on, you know what I'm saying? And the struggle, I mean, it's a real struggle, right? And here's the deal. Like, when you move from one place to another, even if you're like my wife, There are some things that just don't make the move. And here's the thing. Like, if we're going to move forward this year into what God has for us, there are going to have to be some things that just don't make the move. If you're going to go forward, there are going to have to be some things that you're going to have to leave in the past. It is impossible to move forward if you're always looking backward. And here's what I would challenge you today. Before you can move forward, you got to decide what are some of the things that I'm not taking with me? What are some of the things that I'm going to leave in the past? How am I going to move out of my past? I don't know what it might be for you, but I know what some of the things are that really kind of maybe speak to maybe all of us a little bit today. In fact, I just wrote down four things. If you're taking notes, you can write them down. Four things that that maybe we need to leave in the past. The first one is simply this, is that we need to, as we're moving forward, we're going to need to leave in the past our unfulfilled expectations. 
How many of you ever had an expectation how something, how something was going to go, and then it didn't go that way? Come on, right? Some of you are like, yes, right, right. And here's the deal. Some of us, this is our life. In fact, some of you, this is the thing you're carrying around with you everywhere that you go. I thought life was going to be one way, and it didn't turn out the way that I thought it was going to turn out. I thought 2018 was going to be a certain way, and then it didn't turn out that way. And so now I'm moving into 2019, but I'm still carrying around all this unfulfilled stuff, all these expectations, all this disappointment, all this stuff from 2018. Now I'm carrying it into 2019 because things didn't happen the way I thought they were going to happen. Life's not going the way I thought it was going to go. I thought by this time I'd be married, and I ain't married yet. And there's this disappointment, and there's this unfulfilled expectation. I thought, you know, we'd get married, and and I did get married, and I thought of how marriage was going to be, and then marriage is not the way I thought it was going to be, and so now there's unfulfilled expectation. I thought we'd have kids by now, but we don't have kids by now, and so all this disappointment. We do have kids, and my kids are not the perfect little angels that I thought that they were going to be. Come on, right? And there's, there's this disappointment, this discouragement, this baggage that we carry around. And now I have teenagers, and that's a whole different story. And all of, these, all of these things, I thought I'd be further along in my career than I am, and I'm not there, and I'm carrying around this baggage of that. And I thought people were going to treat me a, a certain way, and they didn't treat me that way. Or I thought, you know, my, my pastor was going to be that, or my church was going to be that, or even that God was going to give this certain thing, and things didn't happen the way I thought they were going to happen in What is the result of that? There's this unfulfilled or unmet expectation that leads to to baggage that I carry around in my life. In fact, a proverb writer talked about in Proverbs 13, verse 12. Look what he says. He says, hope deferred. Everybody say, hope deferred. Hope deferred does what? Makes the heart sick. But a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. What's that talking about? It's talking about unmet, unfulfilled expectations. I had a hope. I thought it was going to happen, and it didn't happen. The hope was deferred, and what happens? My heart is sick. In fact, let me just give you a little little psychoanalyst here today real fast. You know, this is where anger comes from. Anger is not actually a primary emotion. It's a secondary emotion, and many times is where it comes from. I thought things were going to be one way, and they didn't turn out that way, so now I'm, disappointment, I'm disappointed, and then that disappointment leads to, leads to frustration and leads to anger. And some of you are like, man, I need to leave my anger in the past, and here's where it starts. I thought life was going to be this way, and it didn't turn out that way, and now I'm filled with frustration that I'm carrying around. And let me just, let's just get real big biblical here for just a second. Many of us, the reason we have these unfulfilled expectations is because we have an unrealistic expectation of what life's supposed to be like anyway, especially as Christians. We think, well, I'm going to be a Christian, and I give my life to Jesus, then everything is going to be good, and there's not going to be any more problems. And that's not even biblical, y'all. Jesus said, in this world, you will have troubles. There will be problems. Just get it in your heart. Maybe we wouldn't have so much disappointment if we just learned to expect. Even as a Christian, there's going to be struggles. But here's the good news. He says you can take heart in this, that even though in this world you're going to have troubles, I've already overcome this world. And one of these days, you're not going to be in this world anymore. And you are going to be in heaven. And you will have all of those things that heaven is about. But while you are on this planet, there will be times when you have struggles. 
Unfulfilled expectations. Here's another one that I think we carry around a lot. Maybe we need to leave this in the past, and that is some untreated pain. In fact, some of you, like you've had some things that have happened, and you know what? Let's just be real. It's, it's painful. I'm not going to belittle and act like it's not a big deal because it is a big deal. But here's what happens is that I think sometimes we try to tell ourselves it's not a big deal. We try to stuff it down. And we never, we never treat it. We never deal with it. We just push it down like it's not a big deal. And what, what's happening, we're carrying it around everywhere we go because we never treated it. We never dealt with it. In fact, this is what Jeremiah was talking about in Jeremiah 6 and verse 14. Look what it says. It says, they dressed the wound of my people. Look, this is so important. As though it were not serious. Peace, peace, they say, where there is no peace. And isn't this a lot of people? How you living? Like you act like, well, I'm okay and it's all good. And you're not okay and it's not all good. In fact, in the south where we live, this is a really big deal because it's like, hey, put on a happy face. Everybody just be friendly and outgoing and everything's good. And you come into church and things aren't good. And you walk in, how's it going? Oh, it's great, brother. Praise the Lord. Things are awesome. <laughs> and they're not. Right? And here's what the Bible is saying. Hey, don't treat it like it's nothing if it is something. Deal with it. Let God deal with it. Now, I'm not saying walk around everywhere with a scowl on your face and every time somebody says, how are things going? You go, oh, it's just terrible and I'm just, life is just stinks. And that's not what I'm talking about at all. You talk to somebody about it doesn't mean you talk to everybody about it, okay? Talk to a friend. Talk to a counselor. Talk to a life group leader or someone. Talk to God about it especially, but deal with it so you can leave it in the past and move forward. Unmet expectations, untreated pain. Number three, unresolved conflict. Some of you, these, this is what you don't need to carry with you into the, into the future. As we move forward in 2019, some of you need to say, hey, there's some conflict, there's some relationships, there's some stuff, and I need to leave that stuff in the past. I need to move on. I need to get over it. And here's what we do sometimes is we say, well, one of these days I'll forgive that person. One of these days I'll let that go. One of these days I'll get over it. One of these days I'll work on it, but just not right now. But here's the problem is that the longer we wait, the worse it gets. In fact, look what the scripture says in Ephesians 4, 26. It says, in your anger, do not sin and do not let the sin Sun go down, what, while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. What is this saying? It's saying the longer you hold on to anger and unforgiveness and resentment and unresolved conflict with people, the more you open the door wide for the enemy, for the devil to have a room, to have a place in your life. But the quicker you deal with it, the quicker you shut the door for the enemy to come in and bring you down. And some of you, that's what you need to hear today is, hey, I've been holding on to this unforgiveness and it's time to let it go. I've been holding on to this resentment or this, I've had this unresolved conflict with this person and it's time to move on. It's time to get past it. It's time to leave that in the past so that I can move forward in what God has for me. And here's what I know about unresolved conflict. In order to, in order to resolve a conflict, it always requires a conversation. Now, sometimes... The conversation is with the person. Sometimes that's what it takes. But you know what? I think more often than not, it's not a conversation with the person that needs to happen. It's a conversation you need to have with God. 
Because if you have a problem with a person and that person doesn't even know you have a problem with them, they don't need you coming to them saying, you know what, I forgive you. No, no, no. As a pastor, I've had that before. People come, you know, pastor, I forgive you. And I was, you know, I've been mad at you. And I'm like, I didn't even know you were mad at me. Just keep that to yourself. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we think, well, I got to go talk to the person. And sometimes what we really need to do is I need to go talk to God. And I need to get it in my heart. I'm going to resolve it. I'm going to forgive and move forward. See, if we're going to move into the future, we've got to leave some stuff in the past. Check this one out, number four. Some of us, it's unrepented sin. Now, notice this. I didn't say uh, sin that you have not confessed. Unconfessed sin. What did I say? I said unrepented sin. There are some of you that you've confessed the sin over and over and over. Like every time I give an altar call, you're raising your hand. I'm confessing the sin. But there's a difference between confession and repentance. Confession is, God, I'm sorry, I admit. Repentance says, I'm not doing that no more. Like repentance, the the actual word repentance, you know what it means? It means to have a change of mind or a change of heart or a change of direction. And here's the deal. Some of you are being held back from what God has for you in the the future because of sins that you keep carrying around. I've been, man, I've been been, uh, confessing that, but I haven't turned from it. I lay it down and then I pick it back up and I keep doing it over and over. In fact, this is what David was talking about in the Psalms. Look what he says in Psalm. 32 and verse 3, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me and my strength was sapped as the summer heat. And then look what he says, Selah. Everybody say, Selah. You know what that means? It just means pause and think about that. As long as I kept it to myself, as long as I kept carrying it around, what happened? It was like there was a heavy hand upon me. But when I finally repented, when I finally turned from it, when I finally left it in the past and moved forward, there was a freedom. See, here's the deal. God wants to move you forward this year. But if you're going to move forward, there are going to be some things you're going to have to leave in the past. So you say, well, Pastor, how do we do it? How do we we leave that stuff in the past? Well, I want to talk about it for just a minute by talking about this group of people that God called to make a move. In fact, in this series, we've been talking about people in the Bible who, who God called to move. Last week, we talked about Abram, and God called him to leave his, his home and his country and move to a new land. And, and in this passage, we also see another, actually, a whole group of people that God called them to move, to move out of their past, which was filled with slavery and bondage and, and all kinds of baggage and stuff. And he called them to leave that place and move into the promise that he had for them. And man, it's an incredible story. You can read about it in Exodus as God called them to leave that place of slavery and bondage and move into the promise and all the different miracles that God did along the way. And in our passage we find them in, in a place where, where they had moved out and God had done miracles to get them to that place. But the past just keeps coming back to try to stop them from moving forward into the promise. And this is what we see in Exodus 14 and verse 10. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up and there they were, the Egyptians marching after them. The past is coming back to haunt them. And they were terrified and they cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say in Egypt, leave us alone and let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die 
in the desert. Now, I want you to notice something. Here's some people who are stuck in the past. Here's some people who can't move into the promise because they can't get past the past. In fact, that's what they're saying right there. They're like, it would be better for us. This is so crazy to be slaves. Like, you know what their past was? But here's what they're saying. Dealing with it and leaving it back there is harder. I would rather do that because I'd rather just carry it around with me everywhere that I go than go through the struggle and the pain and all the things that happen to be able to leave it there. It kind of reminds me of going to the airport. You know, when you go to the airport, to me, like the, the best way to travel, if you've ever done much travel on an airplane, the best way to travel is I take my bags and I drop them off at the baggage check-in, y'all. You know what I'm saying? I just drop it off. You know, then, that, then whenever it's time to go through the security, like, you know, I know bags, you've got to take your shoes off and your belt off or whatever, but you just cruise right on through. And, man, that's so much easier to me except for the fact that it's expensive, Come on, you know what I'm saying? Like, you already paid for the plane ticket, and now they want to charge you $60 to check your bags. Come on, right? Nothing more frustrating than that. In fact, a couple of, it's been several months ago, Amber and I went on a little trip, just the two of us. And, I, you know, I don't know if y'all know this. I, I'm a little cheap, y'all, okay? And so, like, I don't want to pay $60 a bag, and there's, you know, there's two of us. And then, you know, I'm bringing my golf clubs with me because never leave home without them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to bring those things with me. And so I'm thinking, okay, I got to pay 60 bucks for my bag and 60 bucks for her bag and 60 bucks for my golf bag. Man, I don't want to do that. That's too much money. And so here's what I did. We have this one big old giant suitcase. And so I told Amber, I was like, let's put all my stuff and your stuff all in the one big suitcase. And then we'll only have to pay for the suitcase and pay for my golf bag. And we'll save 60 bucks. She's like, babe, it's going to be too heavy with all our stuff. I was like, don't worry about that. When we get there, we'll put it on the scale. If it's too heavy, we'll take some stuff out and put it in my golf bag, and we'll get it all evened out, right? Come on, I got a plan here, y'all. Some of y'all know where this is going. So we get to airport. I'm like, I know this bag's overweight, but I put it up on I'm trying to be all friendly with the lady, and hey, you know put on the thing and sure enough is way overweight so I was like well no big deal just take a few things out and put it in my golf bag and and we'll even it all out so they're both and she's like sir you can't do that and I'm like well you tell me you can't do that I can do that don't tell me I can't do that right I've done it a dozen times and she's like no sir the only thing you can have in that golf bag is golf equipment and golf shoes that's it it's all you can have I was like don't tell me that right and I was like well how much is the overage charge no kidding the overage charge was like a hundred and fifty dollars I was so mad. I was like, I'm trying to save 60 bucks and now I got an extra 150 bucks. Are you kidding me? And like, I went from being friendly to not being quite so friendly. And then Amber was like, don't forget, we're on vacation, babe. And you are a pastor. So, you know, you know, next time I travel, I'm taking a carry on. And you know what? I think that's the way a lot of people are. I'd rather just carry it around. And go through the trouble of checking it and leaving it. I'd rather just carry it. I'd rather go back to the slavery that I once knew than deal with the trouble of letting it go. But look what God says to him. Check it out. Verse 15. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to what? Everybody say it out loud. To move on. 
Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry land. Look what he's saying. He's saying if you're going to leave the stuff, the unmet expectations, the untreated pain, the unresolved conflict, the unrepented sin, whatever it is, if you're going to leave it in the past, there's a couple of things you're going to have to do. If you're taking notes, write them down. The first one is simply this. You're going to have to shut your mouth. <laughs> Look at your neighbor. Tell him, shut your mouth. Look what he says right here, verse 15. Then the Lord says... Why are you crying out to me? What is God saying? Stop your whining. Any parent ever wanted to say that to your kid? Just close your mouth and stop your whining. I remember my parents, my, my mom used to say, if you don't stop crying, I'll give you something to cry about. One time I remember when I was little, we were in church, and so I was a pastor's kid, so I was in church every Sunday, and a Sunday night, I'm sitting next to my, my mom, and I'm doing something, I don't know what I was doing, but I was misbehaving, getting in trouble, being too loud, and my mom reached over there and pinched me really hard, and I was like, ah, like that in the service, and she was like, be quiet, and I was like, if you quit pinching me, I'd be quiet, you know? <laughs> and I think some of us, that's like, that's us. Is like we're constantly complaining. Sometimes the reason we can't move past the thing in the past is because we can't quit talking about it. Everywhere we go, we keep talking about the hurt or the problem or what somebody did or the thing that I went, went through and I keep bringing it up over and over. And I'm not praying about it. Look at this. They weren't praying or God would have said, keep praying to me. That's great. That's what I want to do. Keep calling out to me. No, no, no. They were complaining. They were whining. They were like, call the ambulance. You know what I'm saying? Because it was like, I brought you through all this other stuff. And here you are whining to me again. In fact, the scripture tells us, do everything without grumbling or complaining. If you want to get past the past and leave the stuff back there, first thing you got to do is close your mouth. Stop talking about it. Give it to God. Notice number two, you got to move your feet. Everybody say, move your feet. Look what it says. He says, then the Lord said, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. That's our word for this year. Move. And you know what it means for some of you? It means move on. You've been holding on to it for too long. It's time to move on. It's time to let it go and leave it in the past and move on. And you know what? Sometimes the change doesn't happen. Sometimes the healing doesn't come until you take the first step. In fact, it reminds me, it reminds me of the story of these guys in the New Testament who had leprosy and they came to Jesus to be healed. And look what happens in Luke chapter 17, verse 14. And when he saw them, he said, look at this, go and show yourself to the priests." And this is so important. And as they went, they were cleansed. Notice this. I bet you those guys probably thought, I'm going to come to Jesus, he's going to pray for me, and immediately I'm going to be healed. But that wasn't what happened. It happened before, but that's not how it happened this time. How did the healing happen? As they went. Some of you, we have this expectation, I'm going to come to God, and he's immediately going to change everything. And that's not the way that it always, it can happen that way. But sometimes it's like, I have to take the step. And as I take the steps, that's when God does the healing. That's when God does the work. If I move my feet, then maybe God will heal my heart. You got to close your mouth. You got to move your feet. And then number three, look at this. You got to, you got to stretch out your hands. Look what he says. He says in verse 15, raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry land. What does that mean? I think it meant that you got you to have faith. 
Like, just imagine, put yourself in Moses' shoes for just a minute. I mean, there's a giant body of water in front of him and a big giant army behind him. And he goes, God, what do you want us to do? And what does God say? Stretch out the staff? What? What's that going to do? How many of you know that took some faith? All these people, and you, I mean, they're bearing down on you. The water's in front of you. I'm going to stretch out my faith or stretch out my staff over the water. What? He didn't know what was going to happen, but this is what he did know. He did know that the last time he raised his staff, what God had done. Remember when God called him, he said, what's that in your hand? He said, it's a staff. And God turned it into a serpent and then back into a staff. When they stood before Pharaoh, he threw the staff down and it turned into a serpent. And then they picked it up. And that was one of the things that God used to change Pharaoh's heart, to allow them to make this move in the first place. And so as he reached out his hand, he didn't know what was going to happen, but he did know that the same God that had used the staff in the past would be the same God that would use it in this moment if he would just be obedient in faith, if he would just say, I'm stretching out my faith and I'm believing God that the same God that was with me in the past is the same God that is going with me in the future. So I'm going to leave all the stuff in the past and I'm going to move into what he has for me, believing he's going to come through in my life. Some of you, that's what you need. In fact, some of you, in order to leave the stuff in the past, here's all you need is you need a new vision of faith for the future. Some of you need to pray this prayer. God, restore the vision in me. God, bring the dream back in me. God, show me the steps that you want me to take. And when you show me, I will, even if it means a stretch of my faith, I will stretch and I will live. Before you move forward, got to leave some stuff behind. Some of you today, God's even showing you some stuff. Maybe it's some addictions. Maybe it's some hurts. Maybe it's some struggles. Maybe it's some things that you just haven't seemed to be be able to get over. But today, here's the word. Move on. It's time to move on. Because I'm taking you forward. I've got greater things in store for you. Back there. Forgive. Love. Give it up at the altar and move forward to what I have for you. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me in this place today? Lord Jesus, speak to our hearts. Father, some of us are being held back because we've held on too long and today it's time. It's time to, it's time to let go. 